Today on Karina and Kirsten Get to Work, we're talking about lifting women up in the workplace, supporting and advancing each other, and punching the patriarchy in the face. What? We're doing it. Welcome to Krina and Kirsten Get to Work. I'm Kirsten Barron. And I'm Krina Hoyer. We are so glad that you're here with us today. We are talking about women in the workplace. We believe that your work can be fun, meaningful, joyous, and exciting. Seriously. Fulfilling. Fulfilling. And that's what we're wanting for you. So thanks for joining us today to talk about that important topic. Is it fulfilling? Fulfilling. There's an L in there. There is, I believe so. It's not faux filling. Don't tell my mom this because she's like the spelling bee champ, as you know. Every time I do stuff like this, she's horrified. Where is she? I already said we need to get her in her red we pen. We need to in get her. her in her red pen and air. Is it fulfilling? Somebody write us at you, Y-O-U, get to work at gmail.com and yeah. tell us. Spell it for us. Spell it. Maybe your mom will write it. Or tell us something else. We'd love to hear from you, your feedback on what's happening on this show and in your own lives, frankly. Tell us about your workplace. Yeah, we want to hear about it. We want to talk about it, in fact. Absolutely. We- okay, Karina, so tell us some good news today. Oh. You and I were talking a couple of days ago about some good news, and I thought, this is a great thing for you to share with folks who are listening. Well, I did have a really great day the other day, and it was it was particularly poignant because it was on the heels of feeling a little insecure. So as you know, I've started this new consulting firm. I like to talk about the it firm. all the time. The firm. And, um, because it's exciting. It is exciting. And, and it's I, interesting. And I, thank you. And it's a new chapter in my life. And mm-hmm. I think being, like, stepping into a new chapter and then hanging my shingle out is, like, the most vulnerable thing I've ever done in my entire life. Hey, hire me and listen to me. I want to give you, you know, executive. Yeah, pay ad- me. Right. Pay me for pay who me I am. For who mm-hmm. I am to do executive advising. And um, I have some clients now and it's super, it's going really, really well. But as always, I don't have like the performance evaluation. I don't have a boss giving me feedback mm-hmm. all the time. It's just, what are the stories I tell myself about the work that I'm doing? And you know, what is the feedback that I'm getting from my clients? And I think I was feeling just particularly vulnerable or making sure, oh, I don't know, am I doing the right thing? Am I offering value? And as you know, I had that conversation with you just about exploring kind of where I was going and whether I'm doing the right thing for my community. And literally left that conversation at your office and went to the grocery store. And uh, from around the um, aisle at the grocery store, here comes one of my clients who basically, you know, started trotting towards me. She was so excited, clapping her hands, saying, oh my gosh, it's so great to see you. I can't wait till our conversation on Wednesday. I've been thinking about the things we talked about. I did my homework. It's so exciting. I feel so energized about my job. And I just welled up. It was such a beautiful gift that she gave me was this compliment, right? Total beautiful gift. It's like, you know, you have a day where you start to feel um, insecure. Yes. And then... The universe hands you just this beautiful, generous person. So I go home, check the mail, and in the mailbox is a card from another client who happens to work out of town. And, you know, it had a check in it. She was paying me for um, the work that I had done with her. But she also said, oh, my God, the universe is freaking out about how awesome you are. I feel so lucky to work with you. So here I have, like I said, just this own self-doubt, mm-hmm. which we all go through. And a question. And some questions I'm trying right. to answer. And and I'm handed 
the beautiful gift of compliments and kindness. And it really did make me think, you know, I I can go any in any number of directions with this, but I think the thing I want to focus on is that um, th- those simple things, the very simple act of being kind and generous with compliments and generous with just... And genuine. And genuine. It's not just that they made something up, right? They. It sounds to me like those two people really expressed, you know, their true feelings of excitement and looking forward to it. And every time someone says they're excited about something at work, I, it just makes you get all warm and fuzzy inside, right? It's like, great. And I... I have gotten, over the course of my 25 years, a couple of cards that came with checks to pay my services. And I think that that is sometimes like, wow, that's amazing, Karina. Someone's not only going to pay you, but they're going to tell you that you rock. Yeah, isn't that sweet? Oh, it's And so it's, it makes me want to do it more yes. and more and be specific. Giving the compliment like you're right. great is fine, but you're great because you did this thing and mm-hmm. that helped me feel this way. It was just like I could see it. I could picture it. I felt instantly valuable so or valued. So to those women who were generous with compliments. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And also great. Thanks for the reminder. Thanks for the reminder that that's so meaningful. It's meaningful. And it really like that will energize the trajectory that you're on for some time. Right. Right. I mean, it's just one of those things we don't really realize the power that we have in a moment to influence somebody else's experience or their trajectory. Yeah. So good for those women. Yeah. Good yeah. for those And good women. for you for doing the work that inspired that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. We it's love good, good stuff. Stories. And so here I am, at, you know, to bring, we're, here we are recording this podcast on the heels of just this total energy. Yes. Like you said, Which it's is, scaring you me. know, kismet, right? Sure. It's coincidence, karma. I love all that stuff. I know. Thank you for being here. And I'm glad to, I don't even know what the heck I'm saying. Let's move on. What are we talking about today? Well, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about how we support each other in the workplace. How do women lift each other up? How do we advance each other? And before we kind of launch on to the how, I want to talk for a minute about the reality. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the reality. And why it's important. Why it's important. Okay, so we know that there is a glass ceiling. Like I have this you know, observation, my anecdotal observation is that there aren't as many women in leadership. We can look at Fortune 500. I can look at my clients around town. And I see that there are more men in places of authority, management than women. Yep. So let's talk data points on that. Exactly. Let's give us some real live information. Studies show, right? Okay. So we there was a recent study that just came out called Women in the Workplace 2018. And it was done by um, leanin.org and the McKinsey Corporation. And it was the largest comprehensive study of the state of women in corporate America. They did data, they collected data for four years. They um, researched 462 different companies that employ over 20 million or almost 20 million people. Okay. And they are, and they do, apparently they do this every year. According to the study, women earn more bachelor's degrees than men. And we have for some time, and we right? Have for some time. I mean, it's been like, like, how many years has it been? I think it's been since the 80s that we actually earned more ad- bachelors and advanced and degrees advanced than degrees. men. Okay, so we have, we're, we're more educated. 
we're staying in the workplace just as long as men. So we're there as long as men are. Because it used to, people used to say, oh, well, women aren't in positions of management because they exit the workforce. Yeah, because they get hired, they work for a couple of years and, and leave. then they go. And that's a- not the case anymore. Attrition is not the case. And we ask, we tend to ask for raises and promotions and positions of power equally to men. Women aren't not applying for jobs. Yeah, we're applying for the jobs. We're asking for the raises. We're asking for the promotions, etc. And yet, women are less likely to be hired into manager level jobs. They're less likely to be hired even into entry level jobs. And for every 100 men pr- promoted to manager, only 79 women are. So we are more educated and we are in the workplace as long and we are asking for this stuff as, I'm going to say aggressively, maybe that's the wrong word, and yet we're not hired as frequently and we're not promoted as frequently. We are dramatically outnumbered and at all level of organizations or biz- or these businesses that were polled and especially in senior leadership. In fact, the higher you get in an organization or a corporation or a business, the fewer and fewer women there are. One in five C-suite leaders are women, and only one in 25 is a woman of color. So it's compounded when you're a person of color of a woman color. of color. Or uh, women who LGBTQ women. So um, what's a C-suite, though? I read that, and, I've, and I don't have a picture oh, of that. C-suite is like your key executives, like your your CEOs. It's like the people at the very top, your CEOs, your CFO. CFOs. Okay. Yeah, maybe general counsel for a large company. The, okay. Just the really, it's the high, highest of leaders. What's happening in, like, regular management positions? Again, it's the same phenomenon. Yeah, like I said, the, that critical step up to manager isn't happening um, for women. They're being left behind, and they're and they're certainly not being hired in either. I mean, it, it just this pisses me off because you think it's outrageous. Right. It's outrageous that we have a higher level of education. We're in the game just as much as men, yet at the end of the day, they significantly outnumber us in all of these positions of power and authority. Right. It, it's it's mind-boggling. It is mind-boggling. And I think what's interesting, too, is that I, for some reason, and I don't, I get it. Like, I understand that there are there are fewer women in higher positions of, of um, in position, you know, higher positions mm-hmm. than men. You know, we see that all the time. But what bothers me is that I didn't realize there's no reason for it. Yes. Well, there is a reason for it. There but is the a reason, reason for, for it. it is even more maddening. There, the reason for it is maddening. Um, when I look at this issue, I think about all of the hard work that women do to get to these, to get these degrees, to be in the workplace, to do what they do. And then I think, wow, they don't have the same opportunity. Mm-mm. No, they're not. And by the way, this report, they did make it clear that they are, they did not look at um, kind of the minimum wage jobs. There really are just, they're looking at corporate America. So I think that the number is obviously, if you're going to be looking at more entry-level jobs or fast There's food more or equality. service industry. I don't know if there is any more equality or not, but we're this not— This report does not address we're that. Not, yeah, this we're not looking at that. Uh-uh. You know what makes me nuts about this? It's like women have had the right to vote for almost 100 years. It's been like 99 years. I think next year is our 100th anniversary of women's right to vote. Let's have a right celebration. Let's have a celebration and think, like, I told my son that, and he was like, 
what? You've only had the right to vote for 100 years? And I was like, yes, sweetie. I said, we've only been running the Boston Marathon for like 35. He's like, what? It's so interesting, these kids, my kids anyway, even though they live with me, who's talking about this stuff all the time, there's a lot they don't know. And I imagine that's true for other people as well. But even though we have been voting and we are actually a little more than 50% of the population, we still have these issues. Yes. And why? So this report also digs into why. They're trying to answer that question. What are the barriers to climbing the ladder? What are the barriers to getting hired? Clearly, it's not that you're you're not getting educated. Mm -hmm. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? I will talk about that, and I'm going to talk about my perspective as well, you know, not just from the report, but kind of from my general, like, thinking about this issue and why this is the way it is. And so, first of all, I think we have gender discrimination and bias. I mean, that is the elephant in the room. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to riff off that because did you see that in this report? It Mm -hmm. said, research shows that we tend to overestimate men's performance and underestimate women's performance. So as a result, men are often hired and promoted based on their potential, where women are often hired and promoted based on their track record. That is absolutely. So you have to put, right, that's the Mm -hmm. the sexism, gender bias. And here's the thing I think we need to be aware of in that. It's not just men who have that bias. It's women. It's women. We all live in this soup of society and culture. And because we live in the soup, it's like, okay, and this isn't true for everybody, but why is it that most women cook dinner, do the shopping, take care of the cleaning? Why is that? Why is that, right? There's all these things that we do as people in a society that are just about assumptions. Mm -hmm. And that really carries over into the workplace. Yeah. Um, And so I think we know this. Women have to prove themselves several times over where a man just has to look like he can might do it. Right. And again, this problem is exacerbated if you do not have white skin. Right. And if you are not heterosexual. Mm -hmm. And cisgendered. Yeah, and cisgendered. Yeah. And it just makes me want to put a needle in my eye. It really makes me want to put a needle in my eye. Okay, so we know that there's this issue about... That was a visual. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I just totally distracted me But it's me awful. With that. It's I terrible. I mean, it's just a, such a... Fr- I mean, and I've had these experiences over my career, certainly, where I have been treated differently because I'm a woman. Yeah. Right? Yes. And I'll talk about that story a little bit later, but it is, like, it's maddening. It is maddening. It feels like you're being gaslighted. It feels like you're in an alternate reality. It just is incredibly frustrating, Right. Okay, so we have discrimination. You know, I have to say, I think harassment, sexual harassment, also plays a role in women not achieving the same levels of uh, success in management and senior level management positions. Can you talk about, I don't, yeah. How would that, how would those two be correlated? I know that came out in this report too, but I'm a little confused about how those are correlated. How those are correlated. So when you are being harassed in the workplace, you do not have the ability, the bandwidth to focus on your job. And you tend to stay small and you work on trying to figure out how not to get harassed as opposed to how to do your job. Got it. Yep. Right? So what it really does is it says, let me just tie your hands behind your back and now you can do your job. Yeah. Because you're using your hands to kind of keep the sexual deal with whatever is happening in the workplace. And again, this is this more significant impact for people of color and for people who do not orient their gender or their sexuality the way everybody else does. Yeah. And so it's even more compounded for those folks. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. 
And sometimes I think the other thing is our own expectations. Like sometimes we don't think, oh, well, that should be our job. We should have that job. Mm -hmm. It's that we, you know, just kind of sit back and let it happen. We just don't develop the expectations because we don't see ourselves in those roles. Because you often see men in those roles, it's more difficult to visualize yourself in those roles, right, as a woman, right? So I think seeing other women is really helpful because then you think, oh, I belong here too. Right. Right? Yeah, the Mm -hmm. whole power of the role model. I belong here too. And I think that the fact that we don't have as many women in these positions of making decisions, of advancing people, that is like, you know, keeps the cycle going. Yeah. Right. Because yeah, there's you don't have access to the decision makers. Right. So it's a it's a boys club. It's a boys club. And do you golf? Oh my right. gosh. Do right. you golf? Yeah. Like a lot. No. As we know, as we've discovered in no, not golfing. Not golfing. And right. and the opportunities to network or build those connections or find those mentors or find those sponsors within the companies are Hard. limited to people who relate to one another. Mm-hmm. And if you, if it's all if it's a boys oh yes if it's a boys club it's hard for a woman to step in. Yep. There was this thing that happened in, in the workplace where these, this isn't my workplace, this was actually a friend's workplace where they had this thing called boat, boat night. And on Friday nights, they would go down to the boat and only men were allowed to go to the boat because the guy who's who owned the boat, his wife would not let him have women down at the boat. It was. The, so it was like the systematically eliminating women from systemically the— Systemically eliminating women from any of this kind of collegiality and building relationships, right? Okay. All right. So those are some of the reasons why we end up where we are, okay? And what Crean and I really want to focus on today is what can we do, all of us, in the positions that we are in to make this better and to change this. Yeah. And I'm going to talk about, um, well, Karina, first you talk to your, I want you to talk, I want you to speak to this issue of how we are kind of all of us women, wherever we are, whether we're in the, in our kind of development, our life development, how is it that we really, how is it that we can help and support each other? Yeah. So, first of all, th- this report tells gives some suggestions about what can hap- happen in the corporate America or corporate world to help um, change this gender gap. And the solutions they give are really d- directed at managers, business owners, executives, etc. Right? Set targets, champion diversity, champion um, follow up on your targets. Follow are you meeting up on your, targets, your targets. Right? Do you have do you have programs in place to meet those targets? Right. Oh, foster an inclusive culture. Okay, yeah, it's we got great. it. Great. It's all great. Let's do but that. But not all of us are in places where we're able to set those kinds of criteria or systems or put those in place. Yeah, and I think it comes back to, so then so then what? So now I'm a woman in the workplace. I want to advance my career. I, have, I want to support other women to advance their careers. And I want to... I want to be part of the solution instead of the problem. And Kirsten, you asked me to share this story on the air today. And and I don't even know if I can do it without tearing up because it was such a poignant moment in my week. So I was you kind had of a great week. I have a, I know. You've had a really great You know great what? Week. I have almost every week is a great week. I have a great but this life. This is a particularly great week. Yeah. Tell this great story. It's very sweet. So I I love it when things happen that shift perspective. Mm-hmm. And I think over the course of my life, I have gone from not having, not seeing myself as a member of this beautiful um, 
group of people called women. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I saw myself as an outsider to women's, women's whatever, groups, conversations, activities, interests for a long time. I had a lot of male friends. I didn't know how to relate to women. And I think I was also... I, I might have been a mean girl at one point. Ooh, Karina. Well, I know, right? I'm just, that's a hard thing to admit in front of 50,000 listeners. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing like reform, sister. I know. Uh, but I, I, I have certainly, as I've gotten older, I have have grown and changed. But I had a moment this week that was just, you know, one more step on this growth trajectory, growth path. Journey. I know, my journey. I was, journey. I was riding my bike, speaking of a journey, I was riding my bike downtown, and I frequently ride to meetings, and you know, in whatever professional attire I can pull off and ride my bike. And in this case, I was wearing a skirt. And uh, so it's I, I frequently turn heads, not because I look good, but because it's just odd to see a woman, you know, on a bike, on a bike in boots and a skirt. And um, I was on a main road, main arterial riding into town. And um, two things happened within a minute of one another. The first one was that this truck, this big old kind of, you know, big Ford truck, a little bit um, uh, dented and, you know, it was a work truck, came off of someone's farm or something, um, drove past me. It was relatively slow. And I looked up and there's a little girl, probably eight years old, you know, wearing a pony with a ponytail up against the passenger side window staring at me. And she followed me with her head until she could no longer see me, just watched me. And I thought, I looked at this girl and I just thought, Chick on a bike. This could be you. This is a chick on this a bike. A, this could be you mm-hmm. and it's and it's going to be you. Mm-hmm. You do whatever you want. You know, friend. you put on your skirt, you go to work, you get in your bike, you get you, in your truck, you go work on the farm, wherever it is you want to go. Whatever you want to you be you, right? And it was just one of those moments that gives me goosebumps thinking about. And then I, literally five seconds later, I turn and I'm passing an older woman, probably in her late 70s, early 80s, walking her dog. And she did the same thing to me. Mm-hmm. She sort of, um, in, my, in my family, we call it rubbernecking, you know, just yes. like... She followed me until I was out, and I and I was turning and watching her too. And the look in her eye was not judgment or you know anything negative. The look in her eye was yes, right on, right on. And that what that used to be me, or that is me. And and so here I am, literally in between. One of them happened on my left side, and one of them happened on my right side. I mean, it was physically in between these two generations, two different generations, who were um, showing me how I'm simultaneously carrying a torch right. that these older that are that the generation before us handed us, mm-hmm. handed me. Mm-hmm. And passing the torch to this young woman that I'm in this continuum of. Building women up and so, and sh- and showing what's possible and taking the strength from the women who came before me and holding that strength and passing it on to the women who are coming after me and yeah I am kind of I am getting teary about because it's just one of those moments like that's just me on my bike going to work and here you are you and your bike going to work at that moment in time getting this chance to kind of see how it is 
we all, three generations, relate to each other in advancing each other. And I'm sure to some degree, like you were inspired by that little girl's sweet face. Yeah. Right? And you felt probably in some ways affirmed by the by the older woman who looked at you not with like, oh my gosh, why is she on her skirt on her bike? But really with, an, with approval, with good for you. I mean, it's just interesting. And I think this really calls out what we're talking about today. It is we are here for each other. And how do we do that in the most productive way? Because right. I I feel that same kind of weepy, teary. Like, how do we do this for each other? Because we need to, because we are working hard out there. I know. And it is not happening the way it no, needs to happen. Nobody, we, yeah, if not us, then who? If not us, then who? So let's make it be who, and let's let's make it be us, and let's talk about what it is that we can do for each other. I how just, can we lift each I other up? I can't believe you and I are practically crying I know, right we now are practically about, crying because it's so stinking important. I, it is important. and So, so that, important. So, and, and that creating, like seeing that, the, that women, and we are it. We we hold each other up. Mm-hmm. We promote one another. We support one another. We, we have a responsibility to ourselves and each other to do this right. So I'm going to talk about this a little bit just to kind of, because we are getting, of course, we have so much to talk about. I just, it's like we could just go on forever. But I want to remind everybody about the Obama administration. The women in the Obama administration made a pact at the beginning of those, of his term, that in those meetings that they would support each other. That if a woman was interrupted, they would say, hey, so-and-so, you know, Patty was trying to, I want to hear what Patty has to say. Or if somebody had a great idea that some man took up as his own, a woman in the group would say, oh, Cindy, that was a great idea. I really see how that's the beginning of the idea. And and Tom, great for you for recognizing her really good idea. Mm-hmm. So being in meetings with each other and acknowledging what happens to women when you're interrupted or talked over or somebody steals your idea, right? This idea, too, of being mentors to each other, making an agreement like, hey, I'm going to back you up in this meeting or I'm going to you know, help you through this meeting or I'm going to practice with you before this meeting. So really working with each other so that you can advance whatever idea or goal that you have for those people who are have been around, who have experience, mentors, like what you do for the woman that you see and the woman that you saw and the woman who paid you, you know, mentoring other women, whether it's, you know, somebody in your workplace that you're doing it for free or whether you're doing it for money, but mentoring each other. I think too, creating relationships with other women in the workplace is really important. Yeah. Like that's a really big deal. Going out to lunch with each other, checking in. Well, and sharing experiences. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and you know, studies show that if when you are com- you find people you're comfortable with and you're able to share what's happening, even if it's just we're relating because we're we're both women at the same place. You don't have to get together and you know bitch all the time. You no. can just get together and. And relate, find friends, find genuine relationships. That makes you more successful and happy at and work. And it, it also allows you to strategize on solutions. So if you're talking to each other and everybody notices this is a problem in the workplace, you then can strategize on how to solve it together. So I think our message today really is to be aware of what's going on, create relationships with each other, look for ways that you can, you know, acknowledge the great things somebody did, or when somebody feels bad, to just step in and put your arm around their shoulder and say, hey, let's get up and try again. Yeah, right? just support. You recognize your place in this continuum. Recognize that the, the problem is real, and the only solutions are women 
understanding the problem and lifting each other up or getting mad about it or and changing this in your own little world. We can all not be Gandhi. We can all not be Mother Teresa, right? Right. But we can all do our part in our little world. Jeez, Karina, I need a Manhattan. I need a Manhattan. I need a tissue. Right. Oh, my God. We need Thank- a cocktail and a tissue. <laughs> I'm so glad we did this show. I am show. too, but I, yes. Yeah. Glad. This was a tough. It's a I mean, tough one. It, well, it's tough because it hits so, it's so, so close, close to, to home. home. Ladies, treat yourself right. Treat others right. Treat others right. Treat yeah. other women right. Get... Let's get this. Let's get this let's, right. Let's crack this nut, sisters. Let's crack it wide open. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the tissue. Give us some feedback. <laughs> get to work at gmail.com. You, you get, get to, to work, work at gmail.com. Bye, folks. Bye. Thanks for getting to work. Well, that was fun. If you liked that episode, find us on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, take a look at our website at yougettowork.com. Thanks for listening. Karina and Kirsten Get to Work is recorded at community-powered KMRE 102.3 FM in Bellingham, Washington, and streaming at kmre.org. And thanks to our sound engineer, Kevin Leja. Thanks, Kevin.